0: Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, In the immortal words of Judy Brown, happiness is a choice, and we're happy you're spending some time with us. I'm Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Long time Longhorns insider joined by the man with the right call at all times, the one and only Zay Collier. What's up, Zay?
1: Chip, what's good, man? If you didn't just hear BK, yo, Andrew Peasley acts like Tim Tebow this weekend, and we might have a better game than we thought. But, nah, I did not say that, P- uh, BK, just mucking with y'all. I said that he has Tebow's toughness. He's a tough guy,
0: this Peasley fella. He is tough as boot leather. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Craig Bull said. He's tough as boot leather. That's what I'm talking about. That's my kind of football player right there. Oh yeah, man. That dude will uh he will give up his body. I'll tell you what, Zay, I was I was looking at uh, we got a loaded show for you all today. We got uh we got our man John Brown, cane Protein, two-time Mr. Universe, father of uh Equinemia St. Brown and Amon Ra St. Brown. Can't wait to show him my new Uh, Amin Ross St. Brown jersey that my wife got me for my birthday. Um, We've also got Spurs Senior Vice President Brandon James joining the show at 2.15 as the Spurs continue to flex their presence in the great city of Austin, Texas. I didn't realize that Brandon James lives in Austin. Yeah. Um, We'll ask him about that. But, um, and how about KD, Kevin Durant on campus yesterday? Zay.
1: That's big time, man. They named the practice facility after him. He loves this city. He loves the university. He was only there for nine months, Chip, (laughs) Like for him to fall in love with it like he has and to always come back. You know he supports Coach Terry. He was here when Coach Terry was here also. So when it comes to recruiting and stuff, you look at arguably one of the greatest scorers slash players of all time coming back to the school that you're getting recruited by like that's a big deal and yeah man he's here I saw him at the Drake concert last night which you weren't at that concert man it was your birthday I would think you know you hit up mood you got the connections and stuff that's a $500 ticket I know you could get it for the Lolo with your connections you weren't come on Drizzy was
0: in town man that's a big deal Harge and I like the biggest on air fight we ever got into was over Drake (laughs) <laughs> is I think Drake is like so far down my list of of hip-hop artists man I'm and I, I don't even want to stir it up but I'm not stirring up you I, already got the spoon out the
1: spoon I see the spoon basically you might as well keep going because I haven't heard that conversation I'm a big-time Drake fan but I am objective when it comes to him and, like, his lyrics and comparing him to other rappers. I'm a huge hip-hop fan. A lot of people know that. So I respect what you're saying. When people say Drake might not be a big-time hip-hop guy, I respect that. And I get why you would say something or think something like that.
0: And I did go see him at ACL when he came. And he's, look, he's he's great with the ladies. He's got all that, <laughs> you know, hey, ladies, you know. Maybe yeah. one of you will come back to my room at the forest. please yeah. you know, all that. He's got yeah, he, that. He is light skin, yeah. But mm-hmm. give me, give me Kendrick Lamar. Give me, give me Jay Z. You know, yeah. Tupac, Biggie, Post Malone. I mean, oh whoa,
1: wow!
0: I, I went to go oh. see Post. <laughs> I know. I went to go see Post the last oh. show before COVID hit in Austin. That dude put on a show. Now, he might have been on something because he was rolling around on the stage. But that dude, that dude is uh, he's just a big time performer. And I know the ladies love Drake. But, hey, I did not go to Drake for my birthday. Um, Went out to dinner. Probably had a little too much. That's what I'm talking about. Kind of kind of slow going today. Kind of moving slow. That's all right. But we're going to pick up the pace Right here, right now with Chip and Zay for the next couple hours. And, you know, Zay, I was... uh, Yeah, we
1: are definitely moving slow because you just mentioned Post Malone with Tupac and Biggie and Kendrick Lamar. So you might be a little off like you said because I don't think anybody's ever mentioned Posty with
0: those legends. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But I'm, you know, I kind of... I got a 20-year-old who loves... The hip hop game. He he was so busted up. He was supposed to see Lil Dirk on that tour and it got canceled because he had exhaustion or something. And so I uh, you know, I'm trying to keep up. I'm not, I'm I'm certainly I'm gonna yield to my man Zay. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm still hanging on to Post Malone from when my son was in high school and now he's a junior in college. So I'm I'm a little slow on the uptick, but... Yeah,
1: I got you right here. Nas dropping the album tomorrow for his birthday. There you go.
0: Okay, all right, perfect. There perfect. you go. I'm sure a uh...
1: classic hip-hop artist. Nas doesn't get more legendary than him. He's dropping an album on his birthday
0: tomorrow, so look out for that. See? See? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So people can go to, to Spotify and check out, you know, Chip and Zay, the podcast... And download Nas's new album. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Deal. So I was doing a little uh, research on the Wyoming Cowboys. This is how big the Alabama win was. It took me until Wednesday to really dive into the Wyoming Cowboys. Normally I'm doing that on Sunday. But Sunday we were still... (laughs) <laughs> I mean we were still like going over all the big plays in that game that uh, led to a t-shirt getting made by the University of Texas 34-24 game over. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this Wyoming team man they're just tough and their defense they got this they got this middle linebacker Easton Gibbs. Yeah. That dude is salty man. He's yeah. uh he's the he's the preseason Mountain West defensive player of the year number 28 and that dude is just everywhere like you got to you got to account for him like like teams got to account for Jalen Ford and they got to tackle they got a defensive tackle um that you got to look out for he's uh he's a big fella jordan Bert- Bertignol Jordan Bertignol he's uh he's from casper Wyoming and the dude is just he just he's like tough as boot leather yeah he's just like he's a, a guy who's just gonna get in you know get in the gaps and screw everything up so um the way you beat them is by by throwing it they're not giving up much on the ground they're giving up um, less than three yards per carry so far, and they beat Texas Tech in Week One. So, Tech only averaged three point four yards per carry against them. So, they're they're going to be a well coached group. That Craig Bowl, he's tough man. He was he was he was at Nebraska when Texas when Mac Brown went up to. He was the linebackers coach at Nebraska when Texas went up there in '98 and ended Nebraska's forty seven game a winning streak in Lincoln. So he knows he's been up against Texas and he's he's kind of like Chris Kleiman, eh? He won three straight FCS national titles at North Dakota State from 11 to 13 before taking the Wyoming job. He should have taken a... Man, he should have waited for like a... <laughs> damn. I mean, can we get out of the Mountain West? It's hard to recruit to laramie wyoming yeah but they do have 22 kids from texas on their roster including nine starters so those kids will be fired up man but let's be honest texas is a 28 point favorite i'm probably gonna take wyoming to cover but let's see let's see you know yeah we probably, probably won't have cj baxter Probably won't have C.J. Baxter. What, what's his issue? Is it his legs? I saw him hobbling off the field. Yeah, I think it's an ankle, but no one's yeah. really... Yeah, nobody's... No one's in a hurry to give that up. Sarc- saw all the video. He's,
1: when you're hugging shoulders and getting carried off and you're only putting pressure on one leg, it's a foot injury. So that's out there, but yeah, they're keeping it close to the vest. I get it.
0: Yeah. So... You know, Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, Keelan Robinson, uh, do what you do. And don't, I don't, here's what happens in games where guys are like still kind of trying to get back in the flow after a big win. I don't need the Dropsies showing up this week. The Dropsies, the Dropsies have gotten Texas, man. The Dropsies got him in that bowl game, the Alamo Bowl drops he's got him. Man I think of that Baylor game a couple years ago in Waco where you know Marcus Washington's wide open. he's dropping balls. I mean it was it, it that stuff can kind of get contagious and Texas can light these fools up by throwing it. So let's let's not it's a night game. You're gonna have the LED lights. I mean, They're going to have their own Drake concert going on Saturday (laughs) night, you know?
1: Yeah, and hopefully Tevron Dre Sweat met Kevin Durant yesterday when he was on campus. Give him a little extra motivation. And you're right, Chip. Like, Where is this team at mentally from that big-time win in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Like, you're smoking cigars in the locker room. You're taking pictures. A. Barron and J.T. Sanders, they're leading chants on campus and stuff. Guys got their shirt off and stuff, which, again, I get it. Just enjoy the fruits of your labor. I understand that, but you got 10 more games left, possibly. you got to handle your business if you want to do what you were set out to do, the goals that you had set out beginning of the season. That's to win a Big 12 championship and put yourself in contention to win a national championship. So they're off to a good start. But, yeah, you got to keep it going. And if this run game could get going, just mentioned C.J. Baxter, most likely he's going to be out. But that's kind of what we want to see. We know this passing game can be elite. It was elite on Saturday. Quinn looks good. Adonai Mitchell, Xavier Wordy, Jordan Winnington, JT Sanders. Everybody is flowing when it comes, you know, to the ball getting thrown in the air. So Yeah, they might have drops, but I think they can make up for it. It's just you don't want to have multiple drops to, like you said, it becomes contagious, and everybody has that drop sickness. So, yeah, I want to see the run game. You talked about this defense for Wyoming. They are stingy. Like, oh, Eston Gibbs, that dude might get drafted. Like, so he might be a steal in the draft in 2024 because, you know, he's just all over the place. He's going to be all over the ball, all over the field, sideline to sideline. He's a hard-nosed guy, and that's what Bull has. He has just a bunch of hard-nosed, tough-ass dudes. They might not have the most talent. They might not have the most speed. They might not be the strongest dude, but they're not going to give up i.e. the game versus Texas Tech where they were down 17 points and they came back on Joy McGuire's group, and now those Red Raiders are 0-2. So they're going to fight. And, yeah, like you said, those 22 Texas players are kids that are from the state. Hey, you didn't think they weren't prideful in the Tech game? Because, you know, and with that mindset it's like, oh, these guys, I would love to go to Tech coming out of high school, be at home, be my mom and dad. They didn't recruit me. They didn't want me. They didn't think I was power five level. Same mentality when they come in the DKR on Saturday. So, yeah, Sark, hopefully this team has had a very good practice week. And Sark's got these guys locked in along with the rest of the coaching staff that, yo, guys, all right, that was fun. But I bet I see nobody with a cigar. If anybody has a cigar, we're doing stairs. That's what I'm on. It's Wednesday, Alabama game. We can still be riding that high. Texas fans can still be riding that high. As far as the players, get over
0: it. On to the next. Hey, and their kicker has two 56-yard field goals already this season. Yeah, he better than Bert, who missed the kick. We ain't. We don't talk about that Chip. Burt missed the big-time kick.
1: He, he's lucky. He's lucky that's been real quiet about Burt. Of course, our job is to nitpick. But Burt, come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. Yards. Come on, bruh. 42 yards. Like, we we gotta knock those down. This is big time college football. It didn't hurt us at the end, obviously. But Bert, like, come on, bruh. We we remember that. We ain't we ain't forget.
0: Yeah, that was that was uh I mean impressive that Hoyland is, his name is uh is John Hoyland. He's from Broomfield, Colorado. He kicked a 56-yarder against Texas Tech and he kicked a 56-yarder against Portland State last week. He is 3 of 3 on the season and our man Burt Auburn. I thought I thought Burt rushed that one. I thought he got into his his motion too soon like he didn't let the snap come down enough, right? And he hooked it, but what? What the hell do I know? I'm just, I'm like sitting up here in the cheap seats. No, but
1: I mean, you've been watching the game for a long time. You've seen a lot of kicks. You've seen a lot of guys go through their routine before they kick, and you know that's what you're afraid of was the moment too big. <laughs> just you know, yes, he's made some big kicks through his young career that haven't been accounted for because some of those kicks have resulted in losses. But yo. That game, that magnitude, that situation, I'd, I'd be nervous too. I was nervous
0: when he went up to kick that thing. So, what could Especially, he be? Especially, he was a star. Remember his commercial, his Goldman Sachs commercial ran. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he was feeling the NIL pressure. You know what That's I mean? True. That's true. When Goldman Sachs starts backing you up, suddenly it's like, <laughs> yeah, they want return on investment. ROI well let's see it could it could be a so get this against Texas Tech Wyoming they fumbled it twice early in the game at their own 26 and their own 32 and and tech punched those in for 10 points they only allowed one touchdown drive that whole game longer than than uh 26 yards and it was the first drive of the game where they hit on a 33 yard touchdown pass the rest of the game wyoming either held them to field goals or just ground them out so it, you know i'm not trying to make it bigger than it is but this is this is a team that can hang around don't let them hang around is what i'm saying you know yeah um, no now what what, what What's Nate Hall doing here? What what, what do we got here? Uh, he's referring
1: to Shannon Sharp. He's been accidentally calling Stephen A. Skip just because he was so used to <laughs> doing the show with Bayless for all those years. So it just comes naturally. Man. I mean, yeah. come on, Nate. Gonna- my guy i'm again shannon sharp just like our boy mike griffin you gotta watch those nfl players man i don't like joking about cte but it's it's a thing might try to clown me and stuff like that he ain't all there he don't remember that event where i dunked that thing nasty two hands and hung it swung on the rim and he ain't giving my money just because he's cheap that he don't remember that so i all i can think of is cte shannon sharp leave him alone you know he's been rocked a lot he played in the era where you don't go across that middle without you know suffering the consequences so you know i give him a little bit of leeway y'all come on nate
0: i love it i love it you know griff it, it sounded the other day when he joined us on friday before the alabama game like he was trying to maybe get credit for paying you back by buying you know the Bowie bulldogs football uniforms yeah,
1: what I wasn't even there. Or he was just trying to save himself because and he's still a traitor Like, how can your son go to Lake Travis chip? Come on now. He wants to play where bowls.
0: Like, come on. He's moving on up like the Jeffersons. That's what I'm saying. Not just your dad, your uncle, too. Like, everybody forgets
1: about Marcus. I don't let people forget about Marcus. Marcus was tough, man. Marcus Marcus came in. Yeah, it was a package deal with Mac. Like, okay, Mike, you're going to get the scholarship. Marcus, you're going to be a walk-on. Marcus earned that scholarship. And go look. National Championship game when the Horn stopped Lindell White and Steve Sarkeesian held Reggie Bush out. You know who's in that game, too? Marcus Griffin, number 26. He is in that game on one of the biggest plays in Texas football history. So, yeah, Mike has all the Pro Bowls and the NFL, and, you know, he was part of that historic secondary. But Marcus, he was a part of a lot of that, too, and he deserves the love. And, you know, his buoy days, he was the quarterback and he was a safety so mike was a running back slash safety marcus was the quarterback and safety so he was different man he was different Mike talking about my background and stuff i'm gonna you know, marcus i'll get a marcus
0: griffin jersey in the background how you like oh, that, that was that was the best line you had You like i'm gonna get a marcus griffin jersey and hang it on my wall i was like oh snap Oh, man, I love
1: those dudes, man. That's Me and Mike is just like a brother to me, so that's why he treats me like that. But, yeah, what those guys have done for Bowie football, Texas football, I mean, they're legends for a reason. And they deserve the love and the flowers that they always get in this city. And, yeah, man, I'm proud to have
0: those dudes as friends. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's cool. Griff is, I always ask him about, Sean Adams used to train them. Like Sean Adams was a trainer, and he helped train the Griffins. He helped train oh that uh, that quarterback who went to Texas Tech. Um, man, that's gonna kill me. From um, Austin? Yeah. But he he was oh man, this is gonna kill me. He was there and. <laughs> Um kind of the late early two thousands. It'll come to me. But um if you remember the high school, I could maybe help you out. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dig around on that. Okay. But um yeah, so Sean was making him do box jumps and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> we used to get Griff on to, to tell those stories, but um yeah, man. Have you, and you have not seen the Roku. You've not seen the Cupcake Men, right? I haven't. I haven't. Man, I gotta find that. We gotta I get on there.
1: man. It's only on Roku. I know we can get it bootleg free somewhere. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I know it's somewhere. It only has six episodes. I don't know if it got renewed for a season
0: two. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> talking about cupcakes, I guess. If any of our listeners have seen, yeah, Stephen Sheffield. That's it. That's it. Good call. Steven Sheffield was the tech quarterback. Um, Where'd he go to high school? You know, that's a good question. I'm going to look that up, too. Okay, Way to go. Daryl came through. That's it. Um, Sheffield, where'd he go to high school, man? We're going to find this out. By the way, we do have a Texas Sports Unfiltered text
1: line you see on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. But if you're on the app, the number is 512 222 9328. Somebody said on the text line, Marcus got drafted to the Vikings, right? I don't know if he got drafted. I think they just picked him up as like a free agent once the draft was over and he didn't make the team and stuff. So, yeah, he didn't necessarily have an NFL career, but yeah, man, I think he's doing good now working at a bank and stuff. I think he lives in Austin, used to live in Dallas. I don't know. I haven't seen Marcus in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, man. The
0: Griffin twins, legends. Steven Sheffield went to Pflugerville Connolly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. Conley yes. had some guys, man. Conley had some guys. Obviously, the one representing now to the fullest, Jade Barron. Like, that dude, he's representing Conley. I don't know if you remember Darius Darks. I played basketball with him. Iowa State wide receiver probably was that 2011, 2012. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Darius Darks, man, one of the most athletic dudes I've ever seen. Like, they took – Conley went to the state championship in basketball his junior year, and he was the starting point guard. Like, they were for real. And, yeah, he was a football guy, big time, and ended up in Ames, which – yeah, talk about a big-time Texas hater. I follow Darius on Facebook. That's my dude. Because he, he he's one of those guys that, you know, he wanted to go to Texas, but Mac wasn't recruiting him like that, you know? So kind of the Iowa State way, those three two-star guys, they go up there and they get developed, and then they play Texas hard and beat them and bring out guys like Grace Hall and – Rock Purdy and stuff. Just Iowa State, man.
0: One of those weird, weird universities. Oh man, and they uh, they got beat up in that Cyhawk uh, game this past week. Yeah, we'll see yeah. if they can muster up anything by the time Texas gets there. Yeah. In November. But <clears throat> I mean, poor Matt Campbell, he wasn't betting on his quarterback to be a
1: degenerate gambler, Hunter Deckers, who has a little bit like that lefty arm, he could sling it a little bit. Like, come on, bruh, you ruined the whole season, man. Poor Matt Campbell. He should have went to the NFL, should've went and got that next job once Brees Hall and Purdy and all those tight ends left. And he stuck around because he loves Ames for some reason.
0: <laughs> hey, he, uh, he, and he, he and Kirk Ferentz both are like, how come our Iowa Gaming Commission is the only one sniffing around college student-athletes? Like, no other state gaming commission is, like, running the logs of, of student-athletes yeah. <laughs> from, you know, all these bets being made. And that is weird. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Cause when that story broke, everyone's like, Oh wow, this could be bad across college athletics. And it was just the Iowa gaming commission that went looking around for this stuff. The other States are like, uh, nah, we got, we got bigger fish to fry. We don't yeah. need to be going after these student athletes. And like, I mean, what's going to piss off your state more than you digging around on stuff that's going to, like, that Iowa gaming commissioner ain't going to be reappointed or re, whatever. I don't know. That that's worth a story. Like, yeah. who, who's that Iowa gaming commissioner sniffing around on those uh, on those programs? Because man, people have just written off Iowa State since Deckers was was a central figure in that deal, but. Man, that's, yeah, they're just bored. I guess They ain't no pro teams there. You know, it's just the hot. That's the other thing. Cyclones, those are the two most important teams in the in the in the state. And you're going after football and basketball and baseball. Come on, man. Yeah, let them let
1: them gamble, man. That's what you're saying, Chip. That's what I'm hearing from you. Let them gamble, I man. <laughs> Whatever the line is, man. The games. Let can, them can, gamble.
0: Rival teams, it, man. Let them gamble. If they're mean, over 21. You, what's wrong with it? Can you give them a warning? Can you can you can you call Matt Campbell and say, Hey, you might want to get this cleaned up, fella. Yeah. yeah you call man. Kirk Ferentz? Hey, just doing you a solid
1: yeah have matt campbell go nick nolte from blue chips on them like yo did you gamble on this game did you bet on this game like at the party you know and during in his dorm room and stuff it don't matter let them know let them know early because look now that's costing the team. Under deckers just cost the team the whole team everybody had high hopes and stuff and now he's donezo so yeah man Um, Poor Iowa, I guess.
0: That's weird to say. Yeah, man. That uh, no one's looking at Iowa State and fearing Iowa State. We'll see if old, old Campbell can get them going, man. I'm telling you this week, watch out for South Alabama against Oklahoma State. Yo, that coach is nuts. Have you seen
1: that video going around? That coach said, oh, we got some dogs in here. And then he started barking. I was like, yo, Coach, Chris Bennett sent it to me on Twitter. I need to get this stream Yard thing going better so I can start posting uh, videos up on here during our show. I got a link up with BKR Trey on that. But, yo, y'all need to go check that video out. The South Alabama coach has lost his mind. And you might be right, like. They do play very hard and they got some, you know, underrated talent over there. Just man, the coach was turned up. Well, let's
0: uh let's bring in our man, the one and only, John Brown. Can you aka, see me? AKA Kane Protein. Oh, you got some uh you got some you got some light reflections in your glasses. Yeah, you're, that ain't working. You're looking sharp.
2: Hey, JB. I got to get this setup done right here, man.
0: Well, let's let's talk about last Thursday night. Yeah. Cuz you were flying. Oh yeah, you just need to get closer to your light. Oh, is that it? Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> that thing is about to choke me. <laughs> oh, no. We don't <laughs> it's want so that. So going close. But uh last Wednesday, we didn't talk to you cuz you were flying to Kansas City cuz the Detroit Lions are taking on the defending world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. and take us through the atmosphere and everything. that.
2: Oh, they- man, it was crazy. As soon as we get on the airplane, starts on the airplane, all the Kansas City people really nice, great folks, but they all had these one-liners. We flew all this way just to get a beat down. You know, <laughs> all these jokes, right? They had all these jokes. I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny, you know? I feel sorry for you guys. It's okay. All right. So you're talking a lot, but you don't see this big stick we're carrying. We're quiet, but we got a big stick next to us. You don't see that. So we'll, we'll find out. And, uh, man, I hope the Lion fans understand one thing I learned about Kansas City. There was three guys in front of me from Kansas City. And whenever Kansas City was on defense, they just started yelling the whole game at the top of their lungs. I'm like, oh, okay. They're trying to create a 12th man, you know? And they just yell. They just yell. So Detroit Lions fans should take a page out of their playbook. And when someone comes to Detroit, as soon as the opposing team gets the ball, just start yelling at the
0: top of your lungs because you can't hear anything. <laughs> I mean, and how does the game start? But with Amon Ra, nine-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff to get yeah, things Yeah, Yeah, right. that was cool. You know, I thought
2: I, I, I was surprised there was another play where I guess Amma did a seam route and Jared missed him, and that's very unusual. Normally, Jared sees all that stuff, but they they got away with that one because Amma was going down the field. That was touchdown. All Jared had to do was throw it to him, and that was it. So it was a good game. Of course, they didn't have all their players, but we didn't have our all our players. You know,
0: hey, the yeah. game was scheduled to be
2: played that day, and that's how it is. You win or lose.
0: Yeah, I mean, Amon, six catches, 71 yards, a touchdown. What uh, You you always talk about how low-key he is, but what, what was he like after that game? No,
2: no, no. He's not low-key once he put his uniform on.
0: Yeah. No, he, he turned into
2: a different person. <laughs> once that uniform goes on, he's a different guy. So he was all excited, pumped up, you know, ready to go. Like, throw me another one. He, he was going crazy.
1: Oh, we knew he was pumped up. You gotta talk about that dance that he had because they cut it short on TV. Man, I don't man know that he ended up like like laughing him, like he was doing like a salsa. Oh no, day.
2: it looked like something else to me. I'm like What <laughs> you doing that for? are You crazy? I did you not look like that. I'm like, no, uh-uh. that was, no, that was. Yeah, who that did not get that from, that. John? He didn't get I, that from you. No, that's crazy. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Get a fine? <laughs> you gotta be careful, man. I'm like. Don't do no hip thrusting or nothing like that, you know? What the heck are you doing? Do some push-ups or something. <laughs> <laughs> or some kind of dance, you know? But don't do that. I was Just shocked when push-ups. I saw that. Oh, my God. What's he doing? Oh, my God. That he lost is a... his mind. Oh. Did you tell him that? Yeah. I go, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. I... Don't worry about it. It's good. It's good. It good. I said, you're making fine. You know, so...
1: Like, yeah, because first game of the season, everybody's watching it. Yeah, I mean, all the There's things you can do. Of the
2: season. It, it, it was it, to me, it was out of his character. I'm like, what are
1: you? What? He you just, just said it when he puts that. uniform on,
0: completely different person. Yeah, a different guy. You're a different guy, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Uh, it, it was a crazy game. And everyone's like, I mean, take us through it. Like, what? Uh, where were you sitting? Dude, I was sitting. In a prime
2: location, like row seven, section one thirty something, like right behind the Detroit Lions bench. I was a little too low because I wanted to be a little higher, I realized I can see the game better. But uh, you know, after that first touchdown, I go, okay, good, that's one. You know, I get as many as you can. And I saw him in that seam right. Oh, that's it. And then Brian Brands got that pick. I said, Oh, okay, we got a chance here, right? We're still fighting Patrick Mahomes and the boys. So it's not going to be easy. They made a touchdown. Oh, man. It comes down to who got the ball last. And the Detroit Lions normally screw that up. But they <laughs> didn't, man. They did the right thing. And Dan Campbell. Come on, man. That forced down on their set on our 17. That field goal. I mean, that fake punt. Oh, my God. I want to call. That was big time. That was a heavy call right there. That was... That was like the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator was losing his mind on the sideline. He was so mad. Like I told you guys, watch these guys. I told you, I told you. Oh, you know, he was losing it. I'm like, he was so pissed.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes down to, you know, it, it's Mahomes was pissed because Kadarius Tony was dropping everything, including that. That ball that got intercepted in return for a touchdown. I mean, yeah. his post his post game was like he was pissed. But you know what, John? No one remembers that. It just they just remember that you beat the Kansas City Chiefs when they hung the banner, baby. That's it, right? So I'm like, hey, let's see what happened. They, they, I
2: mean, Dan Campbell's smart, Brad Holmes smart. They know this is one game, and they got to keep going. But I tell you, man. They have a pretty good squad, you know? Yeah. Pretty good. I think they're going to make a lot of noise. Everyone was like, why is the Detroit Lions playing that first game? Why isn't it uh, uh, was, uh, Eagles against Mahomes or the Bengals or somebody else, another opponent, like we didn't deserve to be there? They, sh- they shocked the world, yeah. yeah. Now they
0: know. Now they know. Okay, so – this is what happened. I, I called my wife afterwards. I'm like, baby, where are the Lions playing on Texas's off week? And she goes, Tampa. And so she booked a trip and got me this in <laughs> Ross St. Brown jersey to wear to the game. So now I'm going to am, the game in Tampa. I'm going to the game in Tampa. My wife is going to be there. Okay, okay. You
2: guys, you guys you yeah. y'all go get together. Okay, yeah. To, uh, on is it Saturday, Sunday or? Yeah, Sunday at noon. So maybe Saturday, y'all can all meet up and go eat what I'm
0: on. Yeah, you know oh, that that'd be crazy. I'll shoot you her, her information. Oh, that'd be that'd be incredible.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about this next game uh, because. What, I mean, Seattle beat them last time they played, and Seattle beat the Rams, so to keep the Lions out of the playoffs, so this is going to be a really good game this weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, what do you think about that
2: one? It's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be tough. I mean, all those games are tough. The parity in NFL football is unbelievable, so every game is going to be coming down to the wires, possibly. You know, you got to know how to close out those games. That's what I've learned about the NFL. You got to know how to close games out. Yeah,
0: that one's in Detroit. That's at Ford Field. It's Detroit, and they're sold out. They're season tickets. Dude, I, I saw. I mean, a lot is
2: relative, but I saw a lot of Detroit Lions jerseys at Kansas City, and I was talking to guys. Hey, you guys, when did you guys come in? Oh, we drove up. A lot of guys just drove. They didn't care. We're driving nine hours. We're driving. We got to see this it was worth every penny. <laughs> worth every penny they spent. Yeah.
1: Pretty Let's cool. talk about uh, your other son a little bit. You know, Echomania. He didn't play on Sunday. What's his status? Is he going through an injury? No, or- oh, he's
2: healthy. They just decided to do a different game plan with the running and stuff like that. So uh, they wanted to bring up more tight ends, more running backs. And so somebody had to sit out. So... Got that strength. ain't work
1: so they need to put him back in the lineup Cause yeah you know, yeah,
2: they're smart they, they, they're smart guys I mean you know you, as a coach you learn you do, you, you do what you think is best and if it doesn't work you go back to the drawing board and try something else so I, I'm hoping next week they'll activate him to let him help the team you know to get a
0: victory well they talk about how loud Arrowhead Stadium is is it is it that loud John? I'm like okay I want to hear this but Texas is loud right?
2: Texas is the loudest stadium I've ever been in, right? The UT. And I thought, okay, let me see how loud it is. Okay, it's loud. Man, it was so loud that if I was standing right next to you and I screamed or said something at the top of my lungs, you would never hear it. If I was standing right next to you, I'm telling you, it's almost like, it's not, but it's like a form of cheating. I remember <laughs> looking at all the people going, man, if you, what would, what would happen if you didn't do that? <laughs> what would happen if you didn't do that? You would have an even tougher time. So it's to their advantage to make that noise because you can't hear anything. I mean, if I'm standing next to you and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, you could not hear me. You just see my mouth moving. That's a lot of this.
0: Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. So are you going? What, what games are you going to? Do you know?
2: I don't know. I'm burnt out now, man. I went from there to Chicago. I'm burnt out.
0: Yeah. So I, now you need to take a break. A airplane.
2: Uh, I got a, I mapped out some, Games. Me and my wife have to sit down and look at them and go, okay, which one do we want to try to go to next, you know? Because yeah. it's, uh, it, it's grueling. I mean... It's fun, but it, it's a lot of work. I mean, oh, God. Airplanes, <laughs> airports, I don't, I'm not... That ain't me.
0: <laughs> I mean, you... I mean, think about it. Those college games when you had Equinemius at Notre Dame, Osiris mm-hmm. at Stanford, Amin at USC... I mean, how was Equinemius already out when by the time? When I got to SC,
2: uh, Equinemius was on his way out. But still, even it's the same situation because he was at Green Bay. I still got to go to either Green Bay, Stanford, or USC. It never stopped, you know? So it's well, a speak, lot, you know? Speaking
0: of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, it broke my heart, man.
2: Oh. I hate to see that. Uh, I hate to see anybody get injured. You know, I just have a, a a liking for Aaron because, you know, my son played all those years with him at Green Bay, and I just uh, I just broke my heart to see that, man. But he'll be all right. What, what do you well, I tore my kill even once. Really? Yeah, so I understand how that injury works and what it looks like. It's a nasty thing. He won't be able to really – I remember I, I, I was in the hospital, Doctor came in, says it torn, it's partially, but he says, you know what? Hold on, I have a doctor, another doctor, friend of mine, a colleague. I want him to look at you and, and let's hear what he said. He has a different opinion than I would have because he's from the army. I never forget it. I go, well, what's the army got to do with it? He said, well, the army they think different. They want to get soldiers back out on the front line as soon as possible. So his his take going to be different than mine. So the guy came in. Older guy looked at it and said, well, I wouldn't operate on it. It's going to take you one year before you can really walk without a limp. Exactly the day, one year, I was able to walk without. And I wasn't thinking about it. I just all of a sudden woke up one day and I could walk. And it was exactly a year.
0: Wow. Wow. So,
2: and remember, Jeff Okuda had that. Yeah. And he had that operation. And, you know, he was limping for a long time. I said, Jeff, it's going to take you a year. It's going to take Aaron exactly a year. But after that, he'd be all right. Yeah, go to play. But I really wanted to see him play. Oh God,
1: man! Like, with your background, bodybuilding and stuff, like what would you recommend athletes doing to prevent rupturing their Achilles or tearing it?
2: You know, that's difficult because that's a tendon, and and so somehow it, it's weakened, and it, you can't. I don't know if anything you can do to strengthen a tendon, right? Uh, I mean. You can do calf raises, you can jump rope, you can do all kind of isometrics, but if your tendon is weak, it's gonna at some point just give. There's really nothing you can do. But I can tell you this, guys who have hamstring issues or any kind of injury in the past, always tell them that's your weak link. Now you have to understand how to train that weak link to keep it strong throughout your career. So let's just talk about hamstring. If you had a hamstring issue, worst thing you can do is stretch. Stop stretching it for the rest of your life until you retire. If you stretch it, it's like having a scab on your arm. you stretch the scab, it's going to reopen. Don't stretch. I know all these trainers got these guys stretching, but they need to stop that. All he has to do is, once he gets healed, do leg curls, maybe two days, minimum two days a week, maybe five five sets of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 reps, 60 reps each, twice a week. That's all you got to do. And that, that quad, I mean, that, that hamstring was strengthened. It's weak That's because the, the quad is too strong for the hamstring. So it's a muscle imbalance. So you got to try to catch up your hamstring to match the strength of your quad. But guys don't understand that. You know, they just put them in, I guess, who's that? Um, Cooper Cup was it? Yeah. yeah. So he went to some specialist. I don't know what they're telling him, but I don't, why are you going to a specialist? Go to the gym. It's like, I just go to the gym, he, but these guys don't know. So he's just running around and flying over. He should come fly. He should come see me. I'll take care. <laughs> fly here. Come to, come to my house in California. I'll take care of your hamstrings. So if he wants to fix his hamstring... I can show him how to take care of it. It will never happen again until he retires. What's but the? If he doesn't uh, understand what I'm telling, you, it's going to happen again. What's the latest going on with cane protein, baby? Well, still trying to get another. I got a manufacturer, two, two manufacturers. I'm talking. To, I have a guy now, but I got to get a new manufacturer to to help us supply the, the demand. It's uh, it's growing, and so we got a little some growing pains right now. With that, uh, but we, we're interviewing a couple of guys, and we'll be all right with that, you know. But yeah. yeah, man. Uh, hey, how about Deion Sanders? Wow, come on, man! That's the
0: other shirt. You, huh? that's, the, that's the other shirt my wife got for me. She got me a Prime Colorado shirt. Man, let me tell you
2: something. What people don't understand is historical. What he's doing, amazing. I mean, you talk about. Every college coach program right now is looking for their, their Deion Sanders. Before a coach would come in and say, hey, you know, it's gonna take me three years to rebuild. Deion said, it takes me three three months. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, uh oh. Uh oh. He done stirred up the hornet's nest. And even when he first started, I gotta admit, dude, I didn't believe what he was doing. Because you know, he's 57 some years old, hat crooked gold chains dripping tripping i'm thinking i don't know man dion man come on i don't know if this gonna work man i I was like don't 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 make a fool out of us but you know what i realized after he won those games i could have been uncle tom Mm -hmm. i could have been uncle tom you see once you become i'm from the neighborhood so what he's doing is where i come from that's Mm -hmm. my language but if you become educated and you think you're educated and then you, you become Uncle Tom and don't know you, Uncle Tom because of your education. So what happened was Dion said, look, I'm sticking to my roots. Here's what I think is right. This is how I talk to my players. This is how we play. This is the music we listen to. This is how we get down. And I'm thinking, well, it's, it's the complete antithesis of what I know to work. Is that going to work? So it kind of concerned me. but. Hey, if you out there and you black and you didn't believe it and you still don't believe you, Uncle Tom. You don't even know it. <laughs> you don't even know it, you know? <laughs> what Deion yeah. Sanders did, man. He changed, I'm telling you, he single handedly changed everything. I mean, he's I a thing. What happened is because he's from that neighborhood, he speaks their language. And so it's easier, easier for him to identify. The players, the, the dogs. He understand he can see that. He can smell it. That's him. If you try to come with your swag, Dionna see that. No, that's not dog. That's swag. I need the dog. So what is that gonna do? All the other coaches are in trouble now. If you're not a if you're not a, if you're a black coach, white coach, Hispanic don't matter. You ain't from the hood, you don't understand those kids, you in trouble. Dion just proved that. So he's going to change everything. Everyone's complaining. Oh, they don't give him no black coach's job. They're going to give him to him now. (laughs) Right now.
0: They're talking about him as maybe the next Dallas Cowboys
2: coach. I guarantee Jerry Jones looking at that guy, going, wait a minute, man. What
0: could he do here?
2: What could he do here? Come on. Come on. I tell you, USC, I love USC, right? I love Stanford, Notre Dame, because my sons were there. I'm partial to these teams. But it's gonna be a tough game, man, down there. I hope SC wins, but it ain't gonna be easy.
1: Yeah. Andy played on the highest level, John. Like he's one of the greatest NFL players to ever touch the turf. So he has that background too. Like, yo, I know what it takes to be in the NFL. At the I've been to team. the mountaintop. Yeah. I he's saying, look, that. he's
2: saying what I'm saying. I've been. I was a five-time world champion. I've been to the mountaintop five times, so when it comes to getting your kids ready, I know what it looks like. There's no question about it. I know exactly. what Lockyer, what sport it is? Show it to me. I go, nah, that ain't how it looks. <laughs> so Dion understands what it looks like, so when he sees, he go, oh, that's it. He can smell it. That's it right there. That's what I
0: want. I want that kid. Yeah, and he's got he's got a good staff, man. man. You know, Dion. Everybody he's worked with swears by Dion, Teammates, former coaches, because they know how hard he works, they know how talented he is, and he never took anything for granted. So you got a guy like Mike Zimmer, who is a longtime defensive coordinator in the NFL, as a special assistant for him. I mean, he's got good people around him because he always built bridges, you know? And that's what a coach does, right? Yeah. That's what a good coach
2: does. Right, He's a good manager of, of yeah. men. And, yeah. he, and he selected the right guys. Let's say the guys that were available to him. Out of all the ones that were available, he selected the best. Can you imagine if he was at LSU or something like that?
0: Mm. Yeah, I wonder how long he'll stay at Colorado. Here's,
2: here's what I think. He'll stay this year, obviously. I think he'll stay next year. But the following year, maybe may be gone. Yeah. He yeah. got to uh-huh. get what he needed. Some young coaches underneath him to start his own D.I. Sanders tree. Yeah. So Colorado will still be in good hands once he leaves, you know, because, I mean, he changed everything there, right? I mean, what he did in, in Colorado was the biggest thing in sports right now.
0: Yeah, I mean game day, game day's there. Fox noon kickoff for the third third straight week. When was the last time anyone was talking about Colorado football? And 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 some of them crack me up, they go, Well,
2: it's not that we didn't believe in it. Deion needs to quit saying that. We believed in him, no. You covered it because you wanted to see a train wreck. That's why they covered that those games. They wanted to see a train wreck. They knew everybody wanted to see that train wreck, so that's why they covered it. But now they got surprised. Now they go, oh no, we wouldn't have covered it. No, no, that's bullcrap. You covered it because you thought it was gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> now he's winning. Now you have to cover it. <laughs> so they're gonna be three and zero for sure, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna beat, they're gonna beat the uh, Colorado State Rams. My son, my son's Colorado State Rams. He's already ducking. <laughs> He's like, oh Lord, I don't even want to see the score of that one. Oh man, then they play SC next week. Or- Ooh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got a tough yeah. early schedule. Yeah, oh, man, we're 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 getting getting the USC after. at home. Whoa. Speaking of SC, John, you're right there in LA. What do you think of uh, Lincoln Riley and what's going on at uh, USC? Love it. I mean, that guy's a monster. I mean, he turned that program around quick, didn't he? Yeah.
2: And Like Dion did in some months. Yeah. You know? He uh, just got to, you know, work on the defense, get that defense together, you know. He's an offensive guy. That's his specialty. So you see it immediately. So you just got to get the right defensive guy in there to get the right kids. But phenomenal what he did. Overnight, just like Dion. It goes to show you it doesn't take a long time if you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah Yeah If you
2: uh, What about Texas man your, your team man How about that God See I think the transfer Transfer portal <clears throat> Change everything College football Is not the same It would never Ever go back to. There's no more King of the hill No Those days are gone You're gonna see All those big teams Starting to lose Little teams That's like What Where'd they come from They start beating guys Watch what I tell you Of transfer portal, all you got to do is have the money to get the right players. Like Dion said, we need the right players. Give me the players,
0: it's not X's and O's, the Jimmy's and Joe's, you know. And who wouldn't want to play for Dion right now? Come on, man. I mean, come on. on. I I I I I got all three
2: of my sons would go if they're in high school, they'll be thinking, I want to play for Dion. (laughs) Only only concern is like he may not be there. Yeah.
1: How how long do you think he'll be there? Both of
2: you guys. I say until his
1: sons graduate or go off to the league. He has Shadur, who might be eligible for this. Well, he is eligible for the 2024 draft. And the other one, when is he he eligible? I don't know. He's a little younger. Yeah. He's a sophomore Yeah. So think about
2: it. Even if Deion left, he would take his son with him. Oh, yeah. It take a lot of players, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Chip? How long do you think he'll
0: last? I mean, he'll if if he thinks he's got another quarterback in the pipeline after Shador, he'll stick around. I mean, I think I think coaches look at that stuff. And if not, then they'll they'll jump, you know? I mean, and he was, what are
2: yeah. you got to think about the money they're gonna offer him?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's.
2: Tell me a program that wouldn't want, besides Nick Saban, wouldn't want Deion Sanders.
0: Right, and and I'm when he went to Colorado, I was like, man, can't he do better than that? Yes. And he interviewed at TCU. They gave the job to Sonny Dykes. You yes. don't. You don't think he wanted to?
2: Come on, him? man.
0: Oh. Florida, he interviewed Florida too, right? Oh, and this I was told he went he and Brett Favre went to Southern Miss and said, We'll coach the team for free. And the no. athletic the athletic director was like, Uh I don't know. And now that guy's like, Oh man. He needs to lose his job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, Brett Favre being yeah. thrown in there. I don't know. Brett Favre is <laughs> a little feisty. But Dion,
0: yeah. Dion, that's a bad move. Wow. How about that? Yeah, far Real. Favre went to Southern Miss. Like, that should have been a no brainer. See? Whole have... different
2: thing. I tell you now, though. He you know, shook up the world. Shook up the world.
0: Oh, Everybody's yeah. going to go,
2: oh, okay, we got to get a Dion Sanders. Who's the next Dion? Yeah. I think guys like Steve Smith, uh Ocho Zinko, Chad Johnson, all these loud off guys can start getting getting a shot. They can get, I think they're gonna get a shot. Here's a
0: copycat league. Yeah. Yeah, and then the question is who who are they gonna put on their staff? Because Dion always had, like I said, he always had the respect of everyone he ever played with. Got coached by, so he can call on yeah. that. Network. He can call on that network, and he recognized who was a good coach. Yeah,
2: not everybody can make that assessment. Who's a good coach? Not everybody can do that. Dion could do that with the players and the coach. So uh, that's that's the difference right there. Well, we'll see. It should be uh, quite interesting. Uh, my hat goes off to him because, man, he had a lot of people. Talking crap about him, you know, a lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, oh, he'll see. Oh yeah, this that. Ooh, okay. Yeah.
0: I remember him. You know, I covered him briefly as a player, and I said, you know, he would he would always take the blame. Like if a if some broke down in the secondary, and it was like a young defensive back, Dion would be like, "That was my fault. We were supposed to switch." Like he always looked out for his teammates. Mm. And I, I was like, I'm never gonna doubt Deion Sanders because that dude, I mean, he's Man. he's special. He's he's unbelievable. Ooh, 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 World Series, Super Bowls. I mean, Jerry Jones had to work some magic under the cap to get him. And Jerry did it. And Dion won a Super Bowl in ninety-four. With the 49ers and then won a Super Bowl in '95 with the with the Cowboys. And Let's see what happens. I mean, he's something else. Uh, I'm worried about his foot. Yeah, 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 that circulation. He's got terrible circulation yeah. in that foot. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to fix that. That's, that's a little. Fix. That that might
1: slow him down. That yeah. might be the one thing that slows him down because coaching is hard. Chip and I talked about it yesterday. It's basically three sixty five, and him always being on so the. A guy that. like him is slowing down, but it won't stop him. Yeah, it won't stop him.
2: You know, he's he's too positive and too committed. It won't stop the guy. You know, but uh, well, JB, what he's doing, man. Just I don't even know if he's getting enough credit for it. Yeah, it's historical, yeah.
0: it it's is a
2: historical moment, but they don't see it right now. Not everybody, another 10 years ago, why what he did changed everything,
0: no doubt. Yeah, well, JV, man, we appreciate it, we appreciate you taking some yes. time for us. Let's, well, let's uh, go.
2: I mean, hey, yeah, I think you're you're Texan, the Texas UT, I think, man, they got a shot, man, they got a shot. They got a shot to do some damage. They may go all the
0: way. They got a shot. And now we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys love that. Well, it <laughs> makes life interesting. It should be real
2: inter- yeah, makes it fun,
0: yeah. It makes life interesting. What do you think about Kansas City? you think they're going to repeat? I mean, those dolphins suddenly, you know what I mean? No, it's gonna be
2: tough for everybody. It's a I lot mean, of parity, like I said. It ain't easy, man. A lot of good teams out there, a lot of good coaches out there, but man, it's
0: tough. It's I'd, tough. I'd rather be in the NFC than the AFC. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, just crazy, right? Although the Cowboys, we gotta see if that that's for real. Yeah, I mean, they always beat the Giants.
2: And then they, they, they do good and all of a sudden they do some weird thing, right? Like if yeah. playoffs come, they just uh something silly and, and something stupid and just ruins their whole year. It's like, come on, man. You know? Yeah. Jerry Jones lose, he's gonna call Dion. He probably saw <laughs> that already. Well, you know hey, Deion, how good. you doing? Uh, just wanna make sure we can <laughs> stay in contact. <laughs> can you imagine that Dion Sanders, the head oh, coach? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh my God! Oh,
1: that'd be too wild.
2: They let everybody go. (laughs) Get rid of guys like what? Don't worry about it. We don't need him. We need this guy. We need this guy. Remember Jerry Jones let go. Who was the running back that he let go? And everyone was shocked. Curvin Richards. Who? He cut Curvin Richards like no, 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 no. no. It was a big time guy. Like Bo oh, Jackson. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. No, no, no. I'm talking about years ago. Oh. Uh, he won all those Super Bowls. Was oh, Emmett? Bo, was, it Bo, was it Bo Jackson? Was he
0: there? Emmett? No, Emmett. Oh, man. Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker. Everyone was shocked yeah, he when he let Herschel Walker go. He traded him to the Vikings.
2: Right? And got all those linemen, got all the players. And,
0: yeah. Not Emmett Smith do yeah. something like that. So that was back when we'll, we'll Jimmy. That's back when Jimmy was running it. Mm-hmm. Jimmy John. All right, fellas. Well, it was good talking to you. Hey, John Brown. That was awesome stuff, man. Congratulations, and we'll uh we'll talk again soon. I gotta my, get my my lighting
2: situation done here. So I got some. I don't understand this. thing. I got to talk to my son. Get him over here. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, how many lights do you have? Like one or two?
0: I got. I got two, I got a, and they're all in front of me. You know? Yeah, you get, have, have, yeah I got a light. I got an overhead light, and then I got that circle light that's kind of on a stand right over I my. I got window. a big
2: circle light somewhere in my garage. Compliments of Amon Ra. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when they had that COVID year, he was doing all those zoom ins. He had these big, giant lights. I got to go pull that light out, one of those
0: big rings. I got an extra one I'm going to give to Zay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you got, Zay? I got a lamp. i go old school. I got lamp, I
1: ain't hot <laughs> tech-like on manship. I got a lamp. He's got a lamp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> got a
0: lamp. <laughs> He's got a lantern. Yeah. Hey, it works, man. It hey. works for me, you know what I'm saying? Whatever keeps the lights on, you know what I mean? Uh, right. A lantern. <laughs>
2: flickering <laughs> oh my god Oh, oh that's funny dude <laughs> I don't feel so bad <laughs> <laughs> okay alright man hey baby you're the best I can't
0: I can't, at,
2: I can't look at Zay anymore I like it.
1: <laughs> oh shit.
0: don't make uh, fun sorry. don't make fun of his camping lantern
1: Oh, oh my
2: good, God! The oh show's man, still rolling. Man. We're still good. good man. Man. <laughs> I love
0: it. All right. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't stop. Oh my God. Oh, oh man. man. All right, man. It, John. Yeah. Thanks, John. Talk you guys. All right. All right. Everybody, get to uh, Cane Protein on social media. Oh, man. That's hilarious, man. Hey, that was <laughs> hilarious. Um, all right. While we catch our breath, I'll uh, tell everyone about uh, my man Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations. Folks, it is football season. It is here. You need to be upgraded to the uh, the ultimate big screen TV. If you've been thinking about it, do not. Here's, here's a do's and a don'ts. Don't. Go to the box store and load up. Don't borrow, you know, get in your truck and risk botching the whole thing. Just make one simple phone call. 512-255-8678. My man Tom and his crew are going to bring everything to you from the free consultation to installation. All you got to do is make that phone call. They'll come and take care of the rest, whether it's the ultimate big screen or multiple screens like our man BK. Or, you know, surround sound, surveillance, electronic shades, avconsultations.com, or make that phone call, 255 8678 Tom and his crew will bring everything to you. Tell him Texas Unfiltered. Okay, tell him Chip Brown sent you, you know, because he's always like, are you getting me any referrals? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting you referrals, Okay. I got you. <laughs> got you, Tom. Um, Zay, I mean, John Brown. And that's, yeah, it is interesting to think about Dion and how long he would stay at Colorado. Cause that, I was like, don't go there, Dion, because that administration has never supported football the way they should. And I mean, I, I told you, I did that SiriusXM radio show with Dan Hawkins, who was at Colorado, and they just, they don't move in, they're not aligned. The university's leadership has been all over the place, and kudos to, you know, that leadership there now, because they rolled the dice, and they didn't have the money, and they scrounged and got the money. And now it's paying off huge. I'd love to know what the breakdown is for all the Dion gear, all the prime gears. Because eh? usually that's university stuff. but And they usually build in like a clause in the coach's contract for name image likeness and camps and stuff. It's just like a set fee. I wonder if they did that with prime or if prime said, no, let's keep that. You know, why don't you give me like a 4% royalty on everything? Because they're selling out of prime buff gear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the dude's just cool, man. The swagger and the aura that he always had from his Florida State days to his NFL playing days, Falcons, 49ers, Cowboys, et cetera. Like, it's just infectious and once he touched down in boulder like it was immediately present and now being 2 and 0 being a really solid TCU team, and, you know, a Nebraska team who's your rival, which Matt Rule, he's getting his crap together, but still, like, that's a rival game, and you're 2-0, and and, you know, you've got your guys with the limited amount of time that you had to be there, and he's just done a hell of a job, you know, so, yeah, again, we don't know how long he's going to stay. I think he'll ride it out with his kids, and then once they graduate, he'll probably figure some things out, but yeah, you know, he's a businessman and he's going to make sure that he's taken care of, and he's going to make sure his guys are getting taken care of. I've been seeing them in all types of commercials. Commercials for Wendy's with the family, or not Wendy's, KFC with the family, they eat nuggets and stuff, just living that good life, and then the almonds commercial, and Affleck with Saban, like the dude is getting that back no matter what so hey everybody you included they got all the merch and the gear all ready to go and the dude like yeah he's also coaching <laughs> he's also doing a hell of a job as a coach with x's and O stuff by bringing other big time coaches in like Zimmer Zimmerman and stuff like he's done a hell of a job and let's just see if they can keep it
0: rolling yeah yeah what uh All right, Zay, so we're going to have Spurs Senior Vice President Brandon James joining us here um, in about five minutes. Um, Do you want to tell the fine folks about uh, covert BK? That's right, Covert B Cave. All the whole,
1: the whole Covert family been around in the greater Austin area for over a hundred years. We will be at Covert B Cave on Friday with the crew for a couple of the shows. B K and Trey Bucky will be up there, and Lifetime Longhorn Casey Stutter, the national championship champion. Excuse me, will be there in attendance with all the free food that they provide. Covert just a great part of the family and Dan and the crew they just do such a great job and the hospitality is always terrific and they got beautiful cars to choose from if you're trying to pick a new whip from Buick GMC chrysler cadillac jeep dodge and ram you can find anything at covert b cave and check it out on covertbcave.com for the latest specials and inventory or stop by and see dan and the crew today and all the other local covert uh automotive dealerships around the greater austin area
0: covert b cave all right so zay what uh i, I haven't asked you and i needed to ask you about your uh about the, uh, the World Cup hoops. Mm. I know you've been sad. You were all over that. Yeah, man. Sad. I'm, it is. You know, I,
1: it's not like soccer, the basketball version of the World Cup. They don't take it as serious. It's kind of the opposite, The where soccer, they don't take the Olympics as serious. And basketball, they do take the Olympics more serious. So all the big time, you know, tier one players, you don't see those guys in the FIBA World Cup anymore like you used to in the early 2000s and the 90s because they knew you had to be in that game to prep for the Olympics the following year. But yeah, when you don't medal at all, that's disappointing. I mean, I get it. The whole world is catching up. You see Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's one of the best players, he's from Greece. Luka Doncic, he's one of the best players in the league, he's from Slovenia. The winner of the championship this year, the best player on the team, Nikola Jokic, he's Serbian. So it's caught up. Like the world is here. Some of my favorite players come from overseas, whether that's Ginobili, Dirk, Tony Parker, like it's here, Pau Gasol, etc. So those guys who represent their countries, they're very proud of their country. They're most likely always going to play with their, you know, respective country. We saw Luca play with Slovenia, Germany, who won it. They had about three NBA players on that team. All three of those guys contribute to their NBA teams when they come back to the States. Then there's Schroeder. He's solid for the Lakers. The Wagner twins, they both play for, not twins, but brothers. They both play for the Magic. So the competition, it's fierce. And they've been playing with each other since they were kids you know that's just how it works over there that's how you know it's just different than what we get over here in the states. so they play on their under 18 teams and under 17 teams and 19 teams so you know they grow up in a certain basically club like play playing together and playing a certain way and the nba and the fiba game is just so different so when you're just randomly selecting Guys who aren't tier one guys around the league who are from America and you're just throwing a team together in like two months, it's hard for them to get that chemistry and get used to the FIBA game. And that's what we saw this year in the 2023 World Cup. Like Brandon Ingram, he was horrible. The New Orleans Pelicans, like he's one of the best scorers in the league. Steve Kerr had to bench him. Because he couldn't, you know, get acclimated to the game. So it's, you know, it's disappointing, but you're always at this point going to see USA lose in the FIBA World Cup because guys want to play for the Olympics. And just the 82-game season, they're out in the new tournament. They want to save their bodies and enjoy their summers as much as possible. And playing in the FIBA World Cup, which isn't as important, gets, a, gets in the
0: way of that. Yeah. And everybody wants a piece of the United States. Yes, get everyone's best shot. Yeah, everybody. Everybody wants that. They want to put that uh, on their wall. Yeah. So, how excited are you to talk to Brandon James? Very excited. Very
1: excited. I mean, Spurs are just. Uh high, well, like, well-classed organization have been for decades. And yeah, man, talk about the championships, Popovich, all the guys that they just put to the Hall of Fame that I used to watch and try to just, you know, imitate my game after. I used to try to do a Euro step like Manu, didn't have that in my game, so it didn't work out. I used to shoot a floater like Tony Parker, didn't really have that in my game, so it didn't work out. The bank shot, I was all right at the bank shot. Tim Duncan, I was I was solid at the bank shot, not too shabby. But yeah, I've always loved the Spurs going back to the Memorial Day shot with Sean Elliott, and he had his toes uh, just hovering over the out of bounds line, and he shot that beautiful jumper that barely went over the hands over Rasheed Wallace, and that's like one of the greatest horse shots of all time. Like if you don't call if you don't play horse and you don't call the Sean Elliott shot out, like what are you doing? So, yeah, I'm very excited to talk to him, man. Just, it's big time.
0: Well, let's bring him on. The one and only Senior Vice President of the San Antonio Spurs, Brandon James, joining us now here on Chippin' Zay. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So, so you've are uh, you got all kinds of things going. I saw you're an adjunct professor at Trinity, but you're living in Austin, is that right? That's right, I've been here two and a half years, but been with the
3: organization going on year 12. And so we've had a good run and uh, just excited about, we, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary last season and just excited about riding this next 50 years and being a part of that. And Austin is a big part of that. And so I moved up two and a half years ago to get started on what that work looks like. Well, how you like in Austin? I love it. Um, drastically different than San Antonio, um, but I, I do enjoy it a lot. I, I spend a lot of time still in San Antonio, obviously. but really getting to know the awesome community. It's so welcoming, so transient. People are super kind, good food, very active community. So there's a lot of things to like. And it's obviously no secret because joining me are, are a few million of my fellow compadres coming from all over the, all over the globe.
0: Yeah, I mean, in... You know, Austin, you just said it, and that's part of the reason we got you here. Um, Of course, you know, Wenbin Yama mania, we'll we'll get to that in just a second, but Austin, you want to build that, you want to build that bridge with Austin. Obviously, Spurs, you know, playing games in the Moody Center. Um, Tell us what the, you know, what the the goal is and how you're building this bond. Yeah, no, so thanks for that question. So,
3: Organizationally, we always try to pride ourselves on impact and also innovation. In order to keep up with uh, the ever-changing NBA landscape, especially economically, we realize that we can't only rely on the 210 area code in San Antonio. And so our efforts are to expand our footprint from as South as Mexico to as North as Austin and everything in between and become the sort of NBA team for this entire region. Doing that will allow us to uh, Um, expand our reach, obviously, um, and really connect with fans, connect with communities in ways that we historically haven't done. And we're just super excited about being meaningful and intentional about some of those efforts.
1: Yeah, Brandon, like culture is so important, especially with the Spurs organization. And y'all separate yourselves more than a lot of other of these organizations, not only in the NBA, but a lot of these other professions. Talk about that and like how important it is to like keep guys around like Tim Duncan, who's always, you know, around the facilities, TP, Manu. Like those guys, they really support the admiral. They still support where you don't see that for every franchise in all sports?
3: Yeah, no, you really don't. Um, I think our franchise has always led with values. So We're a values-driven organization, and that's the filter on all of our decision-making. The first and primary filter is does it align with our values? And so when you see guys like Tim Duncan staying in Market to Live and same with Manu and Tony um, and other guys that that have come after them, it doesn't come as a surprise because those guys are are like-minded in the sense that Um, families first, um, doing things the right way, not skipping steps. Um, Those are things that are are part of our culture. And it's no surprise that guys wanna stick around long after their careers are over to be a part of that still. So what can
0: Austinites look forward to um, as this Spurs outreach continues? Yeah, uh, there's something for
3: everyone. Uh, We have a comprehensive approach to integrating our brand Here in Austin, grassroots efforts from watch parties, um, aligning ourselves with the sort of Austin stalwarts, whether it be University of Texas, ACL, South by Southwest, really ingratiating ingratiating ourselves um, to things that people recognize as Austin, very Austin centric and trying to be a part of that. Um, But also bringing our our sort of values and culture that we are in San Antonio to Austin, but in in a a meaningful way. Um, And so... We're just excited. Our games this year are during South By. And so we had some meetings with them last week and figuring out the right way to sort of blend the two things that we're doing um, just so it sort of fits naturally into this uh, burgeoning ecosystem that is Austin. And we don't know who the opponent is. No, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're playing the Denver Nuggets, and we're also playing the Brooklyn Nets. So we got the NBA champions coming in. And then, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are a young and talented Hello. team, so super exciting
0: two games. Yeah, okay, definitely so, have to check those out. Yeah, so the Denver Nuggets game—can uh, people get tickets already? Yeah, on sale starts tomorrow,
3: or no, sorry, Friday. And so, yeah, Friday you can go on the website get those tickets for the Booty Center games. There's premium packages still available. Um, they're going to go fast, so we're excited. We broke the attend- we broke the attendance record uh, once, and then we broke our own attendance record the second. And so there is demand here, and I would just encourage people to get their hands on those tickets as quick as they can because it's going to be really exciting to have the NBA teams come here and play in Austin.
0: So, what's the date of that uh, of those of those games, Brandon? March fifteenth and seventeenth. That's awesome. Yeah, that's big time.
1: So how did this come about, the partnership with the University of Texas to have games at the Moody Center? I've seen the photos with RC and, you know, Pop with Coach Terry and Vic Schaefer and stuff. Like, how did that come about? Like, what made it positive for both sides to do this?
3: Yeah, um, like I said, it's important for us to ingratiate ourselves with the things that are Austin. And University of Texas is the the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And so we realized very early on that to do this the right way, we're going to have to build an alliance with the University of Texas. So finding ways for their coaches to connect with our coaches is just a piece of that puzzle. We also have uh, members of our staff teaching on the faculty at the University of Texas. We've also done some student driven programs. Um, and so uh, the more we can align ourselves with what's important to the University of Texas and Austin generally, uh, the better, the more fertile the grounds will be for our, our, our hopeful expansion into this market.
0: Yeah, and uh, for, for Spurs fans, um, take down this number, uh, 210-444-5050, uh, because that's where you can um, get the, the tickets that go on sale Friday uh for those games in Austin on March fifteenth and seventeenth, and of course for all your Spurs uh, ticket needs. So um that's uh that's exciting man. That's um that's Austin is fortunate to have that. And okay, Zay, I know you wanna get into the uh the Wenbin Yama Mania. I do too. Um I mean talk about that kind con- that excitement, Brandon. I mean yeah. Talk about a selling
3: point. Yeah. Um, well, I'll start off with saying he's as good as advertised in terms of the human being, um, just a really genuine person. It's obvious that um, he's been raised with, with really good values, really high character. And so him fitting in personality wise, character wise, he's already done that. And we're excited um, that he's so young and still so polished and mature and values driven. Um, from a playing perspective, um, we're still figuring out how he's going to fit in. He's obviously immensely talented, um, but he's still very young. He's still got a lot to learn about the NBA, and our, our goal is to just not rush that process, to bring him in in a measured way and make sure he's doing it at a, at a good pace and make sure the team is, is growing uh, with him at a good pace. Um, but the excitement is is palpable. We've sold more tickets than we have in in almost a decade in San Antonio, and um, that's that's going to continue as as we build this sort of young core and this young roster. They're an exciting brand of basketball. They really enjoy playing with one another, and uh, the future looks looks really promising.
0: Yeah,
1: gotta love Johnson and Vassell. They play the game the right way. I've done a great job with y'all's draft picks, especially as of late. What's keeping Pop around? He just got put into the Hall of Fame. Usually, guys, when they go to the Hall of Fame, their career's over. They're not thinking about coaching again, but it seems mm-hmm. like this guy, he just found some more juice in the tank. He just won a gold medal with the USA team a couple of years ago. Like, this dude still really loves the game and is still passionate, but... But, you know, he's getting up there. He is. That's just a fact. What's keeping them around? And what are you still seeing him just from the motivation standpoint?
3: Yeah, you walk into the gym and there's this, this palpable energy. These guys are young. They're hungry. They want to prove themselves. I mentioned our 50th anniversary. And those guys have seen the success we've had organizationally. And they want to be a piece of that. They want to be a piece of that success. And they want to do it in their way. They want to be uniquely themselves but they know the winning culture that this organization is and they wanna have a piece of that. And Pop is excited to lead that group. And and he's our guy, he's our leader. And so as as he goes, we go. And um, again, I just wanna emphasize, this is gonna be a very measured approach. Um, We're not looking to win an NBA championship most likely this upcoming year, Um, but we're excited about the growth and the development. And if we uh, take our time
0: and do it the right way,
3: Next 50 years will hopefully look just as good as the, the past 50.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brandon, it, you just hit on it. The expectation level, you know, Spurs fans remember Tim Duncan being the the number one overall pick and yeah. and David Robinson. I mean, it it you know those guys led to championships. Um, you know, the blueprint, and Popovich, of course, was right in the in the middle of it all. Sure. Um, so talk about the blueprint and maybe, you know, asking for patience from fans, but how do you see the expectation, uh, you know, what level of expectation should fans have?
3: Yeah, a phrase that, that Pop likes to use in terms of playing style is, is respecting the basketball gods. Uh, what <laughs> did that mean? It means playing the right way. It means making the right pass. It means good to great. It means sharing the ball. It means uplifting your teammate. Um, It means knowing your role. Um, It means understanding your role and understanding the role of other pieces. It's being respectful to the staff and to everyone around this community. Um, And it's being a part of this community. And so the blueprint is there. The good thing about um, this excitement that we have organizationally is that we've done it before. We know how to build a winning culture and a winning team. And so it's exciting that we can plug these new talented pieces into that and keep this sort of success and winning culture going forward.
1: Yeah. and Serge Ibari Rice, Texas alum, a lot of our Fair. fans in right now. Can't wait to see what he does for the Austin Spurs and the San Antonio Spurs. We'll see sure. what happens sooner than later. But what was the process of picking him up, and what did y'all like in him?
3: Yeah, so we, we, we've known Serge for, for for some time now, playing in our backyard, and so we had a good familiarity, obviously we're close with the coaching staff, but um, he brings something that's that's unique. He obviously was a big part of UT's success last year, and, and they had some real success and excited to see um, how they can build on that under Coach RT this coming up year. Um, but again, first, value, first filters our values, and, and Jabari fit nicely into that. And I think uh, the development that he's going to have with our player development group and our program in Austin our uh, fans are really going to get to see a player grow into into um, someone that can fulfill a big potential, and we're excited to see what he can do. And I think Austin fans are lucky to have Jabari stay in market and continue watching him play.
0: Yeah, Brandon. When you talk about when Benyama being as good as advertised, is there anything you know that you all have seen since his time with the team that you know you can share that just? shows he's beyond his years?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, last night, in fact, um, and so the team, we hosted the team here for some Austin immersion experiences last night. Um, we had a, a couple um, player programming activities. We had a nice dinner downtown, and then the team went to go see Drake at the Moody Center. Um, and I'm talking 14 out of our 14 players off of our roster. So almost the entire team, including Wembenyama. Um, And and frankly, Victor had the opportunity to be on stage with Drake and decided that if my teammates can't be with me, um, I'm not going to do it. And that is just a testament to his maturity, to his team first attitude and approach. And um, just to have someone like that, it it, it just makes us really excited beyond just his ability on the court. Just having someone who understands the dynamics of a team and how important it is to put team first, uh, we couldn't be more excited. How
1: about that, Zay? Yeah. You know, that's big time. That's big time. That's the Spurs way, though. That's the Spurs way. He's learning to get it very early. Hey, Brandon, let me ask you about the new all-star load management rule that's getting thrown out there from Adam Silver where if you can't hold two all-stars or two guys who have been all-stars or two main players out in the same game, the Spurs, they were kind of the first ones to start load management, which I'm all for. Like at the end of the day, it's about winning the championship and certain guys, when you have a lot of miles on those tires, you gotta be careful with certain players. So I got it when Manu and Timmy and Tony would have to sit out the games. I understood that. How do y'all feel going about it nowadays that so many people are watching to see, okay, who's on the court? Who's not? Is this a nat- national televised game? Is it league past, et cetera? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a great question and one that um, I think the
3: whole league and the basketball community is going to be interested and intrigued to watch unfold. And as you mentioned, load management is not something that's novel to the Spurs. I think fortunately We play a brand of basketball that we're not super reliant on any one or two players. And so when you make up a roster that has a lot of guys who can step up and be the guy that particular night, it just makes it easier to have that load management. When one person needs to sit, the next person steps up, and you don't hopefully don't miss a beat. And so it's business as usual for us. Uh, Pop's always going to put the player's longevity and career first. And um, it's good to see the sort of NBA and players union get behind um, the importance of that, um, but also understanding from a fan's perspective that they're paying good money to see these players play. So I think there's a balance and um, it's just business as usual for us, making sure
0: that the next man up is ready to rock. Well, Brandon, man, we, we really appreciate it. Um, this, is, uh, this is exciting stuff for Austinites and... Um, Again, just uh, to take down this, this number so that you're ready to go when the tickets go on sale on Friday 210 444 5050. You can also text Spurs Games to 210 5050 to get more information on pre sale access uh, in the i35 series premium package. So again, text Spurs Games, all caps, to 210 444 5050 to get that information um, so that you can be right there uh, watching the Spurs and the Nuggets um, playing in March. Exactly.
1: Hey, Brandon, before we let you go, what's your favorite Spurs moment of all time? From Sean Elliott's Memorial Day miracle shot to. 05 winning in game seven against the Pistons. Hell, you could even say when yeah. Robert O'Reilly knocked over Steve Nash and made yeah. those Amari and uh, Boris yeah. out get up and David Stern suspended them. It don't matter. But what's your favorite Spurs basketball moment?
3: Yeah, so I, I joined the team in 2012. We won the championship in 2014. And so I had the fortune of going through finals and losing to the Heat and then just the redemption story of coming back and facing that same opponent and actually winning it. Um, there's no more memorable experience in being a part of a championship team. And that will always be etched in my memory as sort of a big piece of, of why we do this. And so on the quest to do it again, we think we have the right pieces to start that, that uh, pathway. And uh, I think Austin should be really excited to be a part of that. And uh, we're excited to, to share that with the community of Austin for sure.
0: Well. It's uh it's a great relationship. You got the Austin Spurs, you got uh, the you know, five-time world champion San Antonio Spurs and now you've got the number 1 pick um, in uh Victor Wembanyama and they're coming to Austin folks. So yeah. Uh, seize seize the moment and Brandon will will be in touch, you know. Great. Now that you're in Austin we got to make sure that we're getting you on every now and then. I'm here. I'm here to help, and uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing.
3: And uh, go Spurs, go. Thank you guys for the time. Appreciate Thanks, it. Brandon. Appreciate
0: okay. it. See ya. Brandon James, Spurs Senior Vice President, uh, taking some time for us. So, um, everybody, get on board. Get uh, get moving. Friday is when those ticket sales go. Um, or when those tickets yeah, come go on. Quick. Yeah, they're gonna be gone quick, right? Zay? They're
1: gonna be gone quick. The nuggets, man. They're gonna be gone quick. And we just talked about that new rule. have them silver put in. Joker or Jamal Murray, they're gonna have to decide which one ain't playing tonight. That's just that's the new rule. You can't sit out both. So one of them's going to play, which means you're going to see some serious ball out there. And even if they didn't play, you'd still see some serious ball. of Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and other guys. But yeah, man, Brandon, that was a great interview. I mean, how excited are you? Oh, very, very excited, man. I, yo, I get him talking about that 2014 team. And what they had to overcome and losing to the Spurs in 2013, especially the way they did. I mean, Ray Allen, LeBron missing the shot, Chris Bosh gets the rebound, Ray Allen hits the three in the corner. And, you know, that was game six. And you knew after that shot, just momentum wise, even though it's the Spurs and they just have they're so mentally tough. It's very hard to come back from that. And they end up losing. And in 2014, hey, they got their mojo back and became one of the greatest teams of all time. Like that 2014 squad doesn't get enough credit. They should be mentioned with the 86 Celtics, the 96 Bulls, you know, a couple of those Bill Russell, Bob Cousy teams in the 60s for the Celtics. Like that's one of the greatest teams of all time about four Hall of Famers on that team and Tim Duncan, Manu uh, um, Tony Parker and Kawhi's gonna be in the Hall of Fame like that's That Spurs team was special. Patty Mills didn't miss a shot that whole playoff, it seemed like. Boris Diao, they would run the offense through him at times. Like, it was ridiculous. That 2014 team, and they played so fun. Like, the ball moved around. It just, it jumped around. The shot went up at the right time. Like, yeah, that's... That 2014 Spurs team is one of my favorites of all time, and I definitely understand why that's one of Brandon's favorite moments of being a part
0: of the Spurs organization. Well, I'm glad he didn't talk about the the 2005 NBA Finals because that was my my Detroit Pistons um, just getting crushed by Manu in uh, oh, man. Game 7. Oh, man. Uh, Manu was doing everything.
1: That was a low-scoring game, too. I remember as a kid, like, dang, are we gonna get it in the 80s? Right. Like that was 8174. Yeah, man. I I just remember Rip Hamilton couldn't buy a bucket, Chauncey Billups, all those guys. They could not hit a shot. And Manu, man, with the hair, that's when before the ball spot and stuff when he was doing a lot of this, he was moving and shifting and Euro stepping his way around folks like yeah that's if you're a Detroit Pistons fan that one hurts a little bit because oh, that was I mean, the last just,
0: time they went to the finals with that crew I mean Manu took over in that fourth quarter him and Duncan I mean I thought I honestly I thought Manu should have been the MVP they gave it to Duncan hey you know yeah but Manu was he was unstoppable in that in that fourth quarter. It was uh, it was a great moment for the Spurs. Tough, tough. I gotta game. go back and watch that, because was Tayshon checking them? You would have to
1: think, for Larry Brown's crew, like, Tayshon was one of the most underrated defenders of all time. 6'10", coming out of Kentucky, the long arms that he had, like, his iconic Reggie Miller block, like, that dude was an elite defender, so I don't know who else he would have been guarding, but if Manu was giving Tayshaun work in game seven, oof, I mean, that's why he's a Hall of Famer himself, Manu Ginobili. Like, that's very impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm, mm,
0: mm. <laughs> My well, bad, man. That's
1: that bad PTSD for you.
0: Yeah. That, that, the 2004 finals was epic. Yeah. You that's had Jack better. and Kobe and the Pistons just. Chauncey Billups becoming Mr. Big Shot, and and they just tore through the Lakers, and then and then here came the Spurs, man. Because at that point, the Pistons had three world championships, the Spurs had two. They had ninety nine and 03 and then the Spurs won it no five, and Pistons were never heard from again. Yeah,
1: man. Like, one of the greatest in-season trades of all time was getting Rasheed Wallace from Portland. And I want to say he played, like, a game in Atlanta. Then y'all got him from there. And him and Ben Wallace, like, it was hard to score when you got past chauncey billups and tayshaun which was hard enough like you ran into a rasheed wallace or ben wallace who was the best defensive player of that time like nothing was easy they kind of were uh, like reincarnated version of the bad boy pistons and then yeah you said it like chauncey billups mr big shot everybody thinks stephen curry is one of the first ones to shoot like the pull-up three on the fast break Mm -mm, no sir Chauncey Billups it might not have been as deep but Chauncey Billups was the first one consistently that I saw like get the ball for defensive rebound get the outlet pass push it up the court and stop at the three-point line and shoot that pull-up jumper like he was one of the first ones in the era where that was considered a bad shot like if you shot pull-up threes in 4 you're taking a bad shot. Coaches hated stuff like that. And Chauncey was one of those ones, man. Rip Hamilton coming off of those screens, curling. The mid-range game when mid-range was actually sweet and pretty to watch. And, yeah, I loved that Pistons team. Like, I really did. They They played
0: really hard. And then LeBron James got in the way. <laughs> well, and that was... That was also when it really, really, really hit home that uh, the Pistons had totally screwed up the 0-3 draft by taking Darko Milicic. Whoops. Bad move. They were looking for that big man. That's why they traded for yeah. Rashid.
1: Like, they were looking for that big man, and Darko was supposed to be good. He was supposed to be special, like... I don't know how you don't pick Carmelo with what he did to the horns in the final four game and what he did to Kansas in the championship game as a 19 year old. Like I don't understand that. Like that dude, say what you want about Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time. He was special. Like, sorry, Darko, but yeah, (laughs) Carmelo could play the four for us. He could be a power forward. He was big Mm -hmm. enough. He might not block those shots, but he'll get it back with a three. You know,
0: Carmelo went third. Chris Bosh went fourth, and D uh, Wade went fifth. Oh, <laughs> and then D Wade ended up beating you
1: in 06 Yep, that's what really hurts. It's like what really hurts.
0: Yeah, like, that really hurts. Yeah, that's, really tough. hurts. Man, that's tough. Hell, David West went 18th in that draft. Yeah, he was solid. Went on my Hall of Famer, probably. Man. Okay, enough uh, pain, enough pain. Um, Zay? Um, I, I guess it's uh, it's time for the right call, my friend. Oh, let's get it, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
1: yeah, man, the right call today. Let's see. what do we have here? So you know the show quarterback. Netflix show, terrific. Marcus Mariota, yes. Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes all did fantastic jobs. And Peyton Manning, who's the executive producer and has his little media company, Omaha and stuff. He's doing a great job with that, you know we saw different aspects of where the quarterback is in the NFL, from Marcus Mariota being a couple of plays away from being out of the league and lost his job, Kirk Cousins, kind of the middle of the pack, can he get over the hump and put the Vikings over the hump, and then, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the, the National Football League, Patrick Mahomes, who won a championship last year, so it was terrific. But, Chip, for season two, Peyton Manning's having a very hard time finding guys wanting to participate in the Netflix special. And I get it, you know, the NFL game, especially being a quarterback in the NFL, like it's a lot of pressure. You know, they call it not for long for a reason. I mean, you don't have many opportunities, some bigger than others, some longer than others, but you can easily get distracted. And that's what a lot of these guys who have declined, that's what they say. They say, like, I just can't have the distraction. I don't want to be a part of that. And they they did such a great job of getting the families involved. You saw all these guys' wives. You saw them with their kids. Like, Patrick Mahomes' wife was pregnant. He's Marcus Mariota's wife was pregnant. we Kirk cousins reading to his kids and stuff. So, that's a lot. That's a lot. Bringing cousins' up wife you.
0: picking out his clothes. Yeah, picking
1: out his outfits and stuff, which, <laughs> like, you know, hey... To each his own, but yeah, like that, that could be a lot. And having to worry about that, win or lose, that's that seems like something that could really just get on your nerves depending on the person. So they finally found their first quarterback for season two, and it's Matt Stafford. So that's going to be interesting. Matt Stafford going through this year in 2023 was we're going to see from that. But other than that, they just can't find people. But yeah, the Dallas native Highland Hills, he's going to be season two.
0: Okay. All right. We We like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Matt Stafford's a fascinating character for me because he was at Highland Park. Mac. I'll never forget. Mac Mac Brown trying to put a deadline on Matt Stafford's recruitment. And Matt Stafford was like, uh, I don't think so. I will. I will be taking my time and my talents to Georgia. Um, but um, yeah, Mac tried to. You know, Mac was always trying to get guys to commit early and and stuff. But then he goes to the Lions, of course. So and I thought Matt Stafford was unbelievable. I mean, he led all those fourth quarter comebacks in Detroit. They were always having to come from behind because they were always behind. And and then he goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. I could not have been happier for him. He deserved it after all of his, you know, attempts and just being a great teammate in Detroit. And they had, man, they had some windows in Detroit, but they had terrible coaching. Mm. It just drove me up a wall because they, oh, God, who's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles? Uh, Jim uh he was the head coach like they they uh they needed they needed a CEO who could preside over all of it and they kept either going offense or defense and then they they went and got um oh my god the former Jim Caldwell and Jim Caldwell um you know had the offense going but he had talented dudes on defense he had and Sue and and they couldn't they couldn't get it all together cuz you're sitting there going jeez they got talent um and that organization you know changed when uh when mama ford took it over it got better which that should have happened a long time ago but um Jim Schwartz yeah Jim Schwartz like he he just he couldn't connect with the whole locker room and and so it, you're just like, come on, you know. Um, I, I really wanted them to hire Mike Zimmer, but, you know, what could you do? So now we'll see. Dan Campbell is a guy who's played the game. He, he talks to him honestly and transparently, and they respect him. He's like, listen, we're going to hit today because we got we to gotta hit today, guys. I'm not going to make you do this all the time. Like, he explains why he's doing something. And I think they really play for him and and that's that's hard to find in the NFL. It really is. Like you look at the Buffalo Bills right now, Zay, like mm. Josh Allen. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but his post game after that that Monday night game where he's like, same crap, different day, you know, I gotta be better. Um, you know, four turnovers. And you're like, is Brian Dayball really that important to Josh Allen's success? Like it's but it sometimes it is and you're just you're like wow okay you know Dan Quinn we know Dan Quinn is enormous to the Cowboys success and sometimes you uh you you gotta have that you gotta have all of it fit together and and um you know we'll see for the Cowboys we'll see if Mike McCarthy's the secret sauce on offense. We know Dan Quinn is the secret sauce on defense. And let's let's see, man. But yeah. yeah that quarterback series is good. And you know Sarkeesian watches it because he basically admitted it on Monday.
1: Yeah, him being a former quarterback, he definitely – I could see him loving it. And, yeah, he mentioned it talking about Andy Reid, a guy that he looks up to and probably steals a few things from when it comes to his own play calling. But, yeah, I I love Dan Campbell. It's hard for me to love an Aggie, but it's hard not to love that guy. Now, I think he needs to calm down on the caffeine. Have you seen his, like, what, his, like caffeine slash coffee – dose every day It's ridiculous. Like, how is he not running off the walls, which you can tell there's something not all there with him, and that makes a lot of sense how much he spends on Starbucks every day. But, yeah, we talked about it with John Brown, Chip, and Deion Sanders. Like, they have to see your most authentic self. They have to see you being real because that's relatable. So when guys are, you know, trying to be the tough guy and the meathead, and, you know, you got to understand these guys have family. Families, too. These guys have kids. This is grown-ass men in the NFL. And if you can't relate to that and you're just out here yelling at them and stuff like that, you could lose a locker room really easily. And that's what happens to a lot of guys that get got very early in their careers like Nathaniel Hackett you can't tell me he wasn't doing some of that stuff we just talked about shorts a little bit like there's certain guys that just think that hey my way or the highway they don't hire good you know people around him they think that their say is the best say they're not willing to listen to their coordinators or assistants and stuff and it's just you know doomed for disaster so yeah like you need that type of coaching as far as quarterback goes. There it's just gonna be really hard for pay man to keep fighting these guys. Like it's just that position, what you saw this past season. Like, you gotta live up to Patrick Mahomes. Like, you gotta live up to a guy going to the Super Bowl and you following that. Like that's that tough crowd, you know. Yeah. And a mm-hmm. lot of these guys are trying to beat that. Like Patrick Mahomes is clearly confident in himself and just like as sure as I don't know what. I can't say a lot of these other guys, 31 guys, are like that. Can, you know, have that. You know, Chris Jones on the other side, Andy Reid as a coach, Travis Kelsey. And, you know, you can focus on other things off the field and focus on being filmed along with, you know, the stress and what comes with being an NFL quarterback. Like, guys don't want that. And I I get it. I get it. It's just such a stressful game. It's such a physical game. You got to be locked in and that's easily a distraction. So do I want season two to happen? Absolutely. It's great. You said it best. Like it's a great show. It's great for us NFL football fans to just get behind the scenes, but it's going to be hard for them to keep this up. Because guys just don't want that limelight, guys, you know. Because when they play bad, what are they going to say? Oh, they're filming quarterback for him. He's not locked in. They showed him, you know, with his niece out a quinceañera or something like that. And he was dancing with her before they got blown out like Daniel Jones, 40-0 to with the Giants versus the Cowboys. Like, that, that looks bad. It looks really bad. So... I get it, and it sucks, but yeah, I don't expect to see
0: guys signing up for season two anytime soon, except for Matt Stafford. Yeah, they kinda like peaked in season one. You had Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, and Kirk Cousins got off to that great start, and um, you know, and then Marcus Mario. I mean, it's it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating concept. I just Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get guys to to sign on um, because there's a lot that can go wrong. But um, I think because Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, he got he got those guys to to sign on, and and now that everyone's seen it, they're like, oh man, that's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. Like you're
1: you're talking to my chef, like talking to my wife, and and the wives have to agree too. Like how many wives want that publicity? And stuff like oh they're gonna be in the house they're gonna be around the kids like a lot of people don't want their kids being shown on camera that often not everybody's like Trayvon Diggs son is out there just being a little baby kid and stuff like not everybody's like that so yeah not only the quarterback does he have to agree he has to check in on the household and see if everybody agrees that in the house that he's living in which you know you and I are both married that could go East or west,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, before we uh, get to our the debut of our new show here, can't wait Texas Sports Unfiltered. Fire the cannon! Can't wait. Um, let me let me tell you about Doctor Greg Eckert because Doctor Yu, is he's Austin's dentist. And listen, whether you just need a, a checkup or you need some advanced dentistry. Or, you know, whatever your dental needs are, doctor u Yu's got you taken care of. Um, and they want to give you that smile that that is worth smiling about. So just get this number down, 512-345-3166. Um, or check them out online at Dr. Eckert, Dr. U-E-C-K-E-R-T.com. Um, and Dr. U's also doing some amazing things with Brain Vault, the mouth guard, the that's uh, patented, that has, you know, proven to reduce the risk of concussion. So if you're a, a parent, a coach um, of a youth football team, just go to uh, brainvault.com uh, to schedule a fitting. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Zay...
1: Yeah, excited about the
0: Fire the Cannon
1: podcast, Megan and Rocky. They are Texas fans, bleed burnt orange through and through. You probably see them on Twitter at Texas Fancy Boots, and Rocky knows best. These ladies know their stuff. They love their football. They love their longhorns. and. Great bringing them to Texas Sports Unfiltered. Brad has just done a great job bringing such a great group of people to give out that great just Texas media product that a lot of people have been fiending and missing. So, yeah, glad to bring these ladies to the team, man. We just get stronger and deeper, Chip Brown. Just get hey. stronger and deeper at Texas Sports Unfiltered.
0: This is the place to be. This is where you need to be to get uh, all your your favorite voices from uh, Austin Sports Talk, and the fact that BK came back from Houston to to make this happen, that was enough for me to to jump on board, and uh, and we're just we're just building this thing, just building it, you know, and that's what it's all about. I think yeah. we should bring on. I don't know if the ladies are ready for us to bring them on or not. I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, thumbs up. All right, Megan and Rocky, are ready. What's up? What's Hello. up, ladies? How's Hello. it going?
3: Hey guys, how are y'all? Oh, we're so
2: excited. Hey, Chip. <laughs> hey, Zay. How are y'all?
0: I'm doing good. Welcome to the team.
2: Thanks. Thanks. It's exciting. Um, we're, we're thrilled. We're just... This is going to be fun.
0: I mean... You got a lot to talk about. <laughs> hey,
2: it's, it's a good good time to have a first show, right? It's a good time.
3: So. Everybody With, wants to keep talking.
2: I think like, say move on to Wyoming. No, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to milk this till kickoff of the next game.
0: That's what I said to Zay. I said I finally started writing about Wyoming on Wednesday. Normally, I'm like on it on Sunday night, and we're still, you know, putting all the. All the pieces together from that incredible win at Alabama. So um, the team
2: needs to move on. We don't. <laughs> that's
0: right, that's right. My God. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen. We can't wait to uh, to take it all in. So now that we've uh, now that we've brought you in, we'll we'll hand the baton. to fire the oh, cannon, Megan and Milwaukee. We appreciate y'all. y'all. Thanks,
2: y'all, guys. Y'all have fun.